Hello, my name is Monica Matea. I'm your host in the Awaken Light Project podcast. I help women to step into their power and brilliance so that they can live the life they fully deserve with confidence and alignment. In this podcast, I share tips around how you can transform your health, career, relationships and wealth so that you can take actions every day. Hello, hello and welcome to my next episode in which I will be sharing some invaluable, I guess, lessons and inspiration from my coaching practice. So I have been now coaching um, for over three years. It's predominantly health coaching around weight loss. It's my personal journey to lose weight, to feel better and fitter and greater. And I specialize with, um, especially in people, women who have also some chronic illnesses. Of course, I keep everything within the practice and the certification I'm allowed to do. But as you find out from this, it is, um, most of it, it really is about accountability and changing uh, some bad habits you have into good ones, but without the control. So I wanted to point out what most diet and plants have or got wrong in in the process. Um, I I also create meal plans because sometimes that's where people want to start. They want to, to have some inspiration and some ideas. But it's not the first thing we do. We go deeper into the why and we starting to put the mindset right, but also not starting with the restriction if something uh, that's not where they want to start and um, because everyone's journey is very different some people are ready for a drastic change and they want to give it a go and try it under the um, guidance of the certified health coach and some people um, just don't have a clue so we have to dig deeper of what they want But in my health coaching practice, nine out of 10 people, and even I would say 10 out of 10 people, because with some kind of guidance and coaching, they wanted freedom. They wanted freedom from food and from low body confidence, uh, freedom from being frustrated with themselves, uh, freedom from um, really... uh, not necessarily being the best themselves, knowing that they eat something they shouldn't but still doing it um, and knowing that whatever they do will have the long-term impact on their health. Um, a lot of people didn't want to, they don't want to feel stuck anymore. They are, they need solutions. Um, but quite a few of them actually understood already that it is a journey, that, that they're not looking for short-term goals. They looking they are looking for a lifestyle change which is sustainable and they don't have to, um, you know, beat themselves up if, you know, they have odd days when, when the diet is not perfect. But they don't basically, uh, they don't want to be frustrated anymore. And one of the things, you know, I remember I had, I think it was a gentleman and he came to me and said, well, I have this habit that I always have to have pudding after dinner. And because he was eating the dinner quite late, um, he was feeling very um, heavy after the dinner. But because of that habit was so strong of having pudding after dinner and quite late, he 
couldn't resist. For him also, after the hard work day, he said like, well, that's a kind of relief. And there are two things people are looking in their uh, in their life is the, the relief and the pleasure, right? So if the habits we want to try to establish are the habits which we hate, which is another chore we're giving to ourselves. If this is something that is a means to control us, we're going to rebel sooner or later. And quite often what happens by this session number four, there is a lot of self-sabotage kicking in because people become very restrictive and they have to be guided by themselves. I can give them inspiration. Uh, We you know, drill down into their mindset, into why and what really brings the pleasure in their life. So when they start coaching with me, they're always a surprise with that it's not about the diet. It's, I'm not telling them about the nutritional value of 100 foods and what they have to implement. It's more about the uh, making the, the good habits they want to sustain and maintain pleasurable and also not going to the food as the relief from something. So, uh, of course, there are some people who uh, suffer from, um, you know, binge eating disorder, for example, and that is um, a really a problem that, uh, or the condition that has to be treated properly. And health coaches are not therapists, right? And I always uh, refer those people who to other therapists who are specializing in that kind of um, behavioral changes because um, I I had a few people like like that and it's just they need a, a different approach. My aim in the coaching is always to help people to get out of that control mindset into the uh, pleasure mindset and also um, relieve but with the good habits something that at the end of the day will add up to uh, be beneficial to their health rather than on the other side so what I did with the gentleman I basically said well that's okay I want you to continue to have the pudding. I actually want you to continue and schedule this exactly pudding, but I want you to eat it with more mindfulness and awareness. How do you feel before you eat it? How do you feel after you eat it physically and uh, mindfully? Like how do you feel, what do you think about yourself, for example, when you have it? And, uh, And really put something. So usually I do it over seven days. So until the next session, And there are interesting things because most of the time um, the amount of pudding is getting lower and lower and lower and quite often on the day number seven they don't need any puddings because they satisfy their need of that satisfaction and pleasure with something else and quite often is the dinner itself it could be a social conversation it could be a good book even a movie, uh, maybe going for a walk if it's still possible, having a, a meaningful conversation, like whatever that is. So that need of some kind of connection and pleasure is fulfilled. We remember that every habit fulfills a certain need for something. So, for example, there we have a lot of automatic habits, like, for example, brushing our teeth. We don't necessarily think about it because our brain, the best thing you can <laughs> would love to have is actually 
have those habits on repeat that the our brain doesn't have to make all this hundreds and hundreds of decisions because it's tiring it takes up the, the energy where we have to do you know make decisions about something else so food is usually a, a decision which is not mindful it's not something we're aware of it, it, we go there automatically and if we have bad habits to go to bat some some kind of bad food that doesn't really serve us um, then it, that's what it is right so we're not approaching this mindfully So that was uh, quite often an interesting experiment because I never prohibit and ask people not to eat certain things. I want them to approach their lifestyle as it is with more mindfulness and awareness around their feelings and their need. Uh, and, and our needs do change from day to day. If we had particularly difficult time at work, we're probably going to eat a little bit more to give ourselves that pleasure, but also to rebel. A lot of people want to rebel. We go to work, we are sitting behind the desk, we work into certain structures, we are dictated things to do by our bosses and supervisors. It's no wonder that people want to rebel. I mean, you know, we want freedom. But then when it sort of is okay once in a while, if it becomes a consistent But habit, it just all adds up and then people suffer from different conditions because of that. And I coach a lot of pre-diabetic people and they know that that's the case for them. And they are very motivated when they see their blood test results that um, they need to do something about it. So they have that target. But because my approach is slightly different, I don't, you know, I, yes, I give them. I mean, pre-diabetes and diabetes is a specific condition. I'm diabetic and I can't binge eat on sweets, although I sometimes feel like I have that sweet craving, but I've learned to control myself. But it's that's the thing, you know, coaches are not perfect. We've done the work, but we are with our emotions and feelings like any other humans. However, we may have a little bit more knowledge on nutrition, on mindset and some of the tools and provide this accountability. But in the end of the day, it's this something that you have to prepare to do and take on. So we definitely don't need control. We need relief. And how we find it is obviously very unique to us. So I started predominantly with coaching because I've started my own personal journey and I've started with plant-based and vegan um, nutrition because uh, it's so brought so much benefits to myself, um, you know, lowered my sugar levels, it, lo it lowered my uh, cholesterol and everything. So I thought like, well, that's the best plan for ever, best diet for everybody. And where I would love people to be vegan and plant-based predominantly, I know it's not possible for everyone. So together, um, I'm trying with my clients to find the way that's going to work for them. And of course, for diabetes, the more plant-based food you eat, your sugar levels are better. You know, that is because I've coached over 100 people. Uh, most of them had their blood test done and 99% of them lower their sugar levels um, by introducing plant-based food mainly a few days a week, not even 100% of time and actually loving the lifestyle and the freedom in what you gave them because they didn't have to count any calories. And of course, I meet people where they are. If they want to count calories, by all means, but it's not necessarily as I see it. But for some people, if you want to put yourself on a weight, on a scale and want to see the number, 
do it because that's you. I don't want to give unnecessary structures for you to follow where it might not be you and you will feel controlled and you're going to rebel against that. So I definitely don't do it. And I also provide a judgment-free environment because I wanted people to be open and honest with me. Yes, I didn't have a good day yesterday. And why is that? You know, is it pure curiosity? How did you feel? What was coming up for you? What did you identify any triggers? The thing is, we need to do that work because um, it's going to help us in the next situation when it uh, arises. So it's so, so important. And it's important because quite often we resort to food because we want to find some kind of solutions to our low Uh, confidence, low body image and discomfort, some physical aches and pains. I mean, there are so many people who reward themselves because they are in pain, quite physical pain. Um, And it's difficult because at the end of the day, um, it it all adds up, right? So the pain, unfortunately, is not going to go away because you potentially may put a little bit more uh, weight. For example, knees quite often People come with poor knees to me that they have knee injury or they have poor knees and they need to lose some weight because that will basically release some of that and um, make less pressure on that. They will be able to walk a little bit better and uh, breathe a little bit better, just generally be fitter and stronger and healthier. Um, But it has to feel as... um, as a freedom to them, right? So that changing their lifestyle is not putting into some stiff and routine, but actually is finding your freedom. And this is the key word for, uh, in my coaching, for sure, because I, um, I've been through that, I've coached people on that, and this is quite often what they are looking for. So, all these apps and trackers and fitness, like we are, you know, for some people it works. I mean, I have a Fitbit. I rarely look at the steps and I know that I should be doing more. Um, I don't really register the food I eat. I'm very mindful, obviously, around snacks and sugary treats. Um, and from time to time, three times a year, actually, I do a cleanse, which is a complete structured program that gives me that time to focus, to withdraw from some of the food like coffee and experience actually true freedom of not being addicted to um, to any food or any drink. This is liberating because I know that I can do it. I don't, then after when I finish, it's usually five days, I usually continue something like I don't drink alcohol or I don't drink coffee anymore and my sleep and my energy levels are so much better. Um, So I do a lot of those things and continue. But then I'm, you know, sometimes I'm returned to what it was and I do introduce a little bit of coffee. And and I think, you know, that's the thing. It, it can be the way you want to create a lot of meal, pl- like diet plans, because meal plan can be helpful, right? It can be because it can give you ideas as long as you understand that it doesn't restrict you in any way. And you're just looking for inspiration and understanding that if you prepare this or that meal, then it won't, it will give you what you want. Quite often people are afraid that, oh, they have to cook a lot. I mean, I don't cook a lot during the week. I just don't have time but to do some things and prepare in advance to feel 
better with that. So I'm going to leave this with you and um, and thank you very much for connecting. And if you love this, uh, please do subscribe, leave me a review. And I leave also a freebie for you. That's about uh, finding the steps to the true fruit freedom. And I hope you will find this useful. Take care.